Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are when you hear this recording tonight, that you are remembering your divine nature and finding a way to honor it, whether that's saying a quick prayer, taking a few deep breaths and becoming aware of your chakras and your aura or to breathe away anxiety or whether it's to meditate for five or ten minutes even before you you uh, get out of your car to go to school or work you just sit in your car for five or ten minutes just collecting your thoughts unto yourself and feeling the depth and joy of who you truly truly are at the core Because you're not just a human going to school or work. You are somebody who is divine having this wild experience that basically you're pretending you're something else. (laughs) I wonder what it feels like if you are um, an an actor for a living. Because you're already something great pretending not to be so great. You know, like you're God pretending to be a human or part of a God, obviously. Not the whole of God, but you know what I mean. And then when you're an actor, you're pretending that you're, you're you're pretending you're somebody else, yet even more. So maybe you're pretending that you're you have even less self confidence or self esteem. And I, I can't imagine what that's like. It's like it's like um, looking in a mirror. That's looking in a mirror. That's looking in a mirror. Like how deep does that go? <laughs> it seems like a little bit of a rabbit hole to me when I look at it from a, a quantum vision uh, <laughs> level it's it's pretty pretty crazy um, we had some beautiful energy from the sun this morning it was like a nice golden light that um, came came through and it was very comforting and lovely and then in the afternoon there was a lot of beautiful colors in the clouds with only energy I was sensing was like a blue and I was told by higher guidance that's a blue chakra, I mean throat chakra color. So it's to help us to learn better how to speak our truth, how not to be afraid to lift and raise our voice. And it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool com- color, um, or uh, pretty good energy, basically. I liked the feeling of it. And the other thing was it it came it's came it's coming to help us um find our voice you know also so not just to lift our voice and be not to be afraid of, of speaking or speaking our truth or living our best truth it's also to help us find um like for writers or singers or even artists um anyone who has some kind of creative expression um 
as an integral part of who they are, this uh, energy was to help bring that out, to kind of to unleash the creativity. And today the moon was in Leo, so there is a very good um, connection there because Leos are gregarious by nature, very social and a little bit extroverted. They're filled with uh, youth and vitality is the energy, like a, a young, strong lion. And that was the energy today. The moon is in Leo. And we all got a bit of that energy today. Now, a few days ago, I mentioned that we're going to have to fall back and turn our clocks back. Well, um, apparently that was the timeline that I was on. Uh, I remember always doing that in September when school started. But... It's actually in November. I don't remember it ever being in November. Um, if that's a Mandela effect for you too, let me know. I, I really feel like that's a Mandela effect for me. I just looked it up. I was going to announce it. And I thought, well, I better make sure I have the date right. Usually it's like the day after the equinox or something or a couple days after. And I looked it up and it says November. And I'm like, whoa. I, is that a paradox for any of you? I, I want to know. Uh, go ahead and write me at metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com in the event that that is some kind of a freaky uh, Mandela effect paradox. <laughs> I mean, usually they don't happen to me first. Usually they happen to other people and other people notice them and then help me to notice it. And it's like, oh, yeah. But... <laughs> Really, really, really crazy. I got to tell you before we go on tonight, boy, I took, I took, um, one of Stevie Wonder's greatest hits, only one couple of minutes ago and I'm flying high, man. <laughs> like so, so high. Oh my God. Stevie Wonder is what I'm calling this new weed because it's, it's, it's a wonder. <laughs> it's I, actually, I shouldn't call it Stevie wonder. Cause it's this, this weed is a one hit wonder. You, you take one hit and you're done for the whole night <laughs> And Stevie wonder. Obviously it was not a one hit wonder. So hey, still looking for a new name for the new weed, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking up there right now. I'm like a damn astronaut right now, but, um, Something I've noticed, though, when you've opened your 12th chakra and you have them all open and then you try weed, oh, my God, it's so, so cosmic. And all of these instructions come on how to get rid of anxiety and and um, negative emotions and how to manage the energy of other people. And all of a sudden, all this energy starts coming in and it's almost like <coughs> whole books energetically are flying at you and you're absorbing them and you got the information and all of a sudden you're like okay now you're an expert out of nowhere on how to manage energy or whatever it is you're thinking about I'm an energy shaman I'm a Hayoka lightning shaman so my my specialty is working with energies and um, <laughs> I mean it's just cosmic I'm seeing how the inner I'm watching the interplay of all the uh, seven chakras that each have a shell layer around the body um, where red is the closest to your body and then Roy G. Biv all the way out like a rainbow and then the twelfth and, until it goes through all the extra eight, nine, ten, and eleventh chakra gets out to the twelfth chakra and the twelfth chakra is like white silver white silvery bluish white energy with 
rainbow flecky like um colors and they're kind of in my mind's eye they're shaped like a um like feathers like falling um chicken feathers <laughs> it's just a weird or maybe or like fall leaves autumn leaves but it's like all the colors of the rainbow but in pastel colors it's really beautiful and so i'm watching this play out and then every now and again i if i feel anxiety and god told me it's from physical um things going on in my body it's not from my emotions it's not me generating a negative emotion um i need to work on my psoas muscle p s o a s and um eventually when i build my website i'll put a link for this program for you guys to unlock your hip flexors because that's the psoas muscle and when i do this um 10 minutes after all of a sudden i have absolutely zero anxiety and it t- it's like i took a valium <laughs> i mean it's like pretty amazing it's like i've i've taken a Xanax and i'm out and i'm relaxed now but i didn't you know it's just uh, these exercises unraveling that muscle and for whatever reason it makes your i think it makes your adrenal glands pump out extra adrenaline or something i don't know what it is but anyway it's it's something that's super important i'm going to put a link up at, at some point i'll let you guys know i have so much to do with my website but um anyway there's that i wanted to ask higher guidance uh are where we at on the scale of ascension symptoms today are we um at 100 <laughs> No, we're not fully ascended yet, darn it. Are we at 99? Yeah, we're still at 99 from yesterday. <clears throat> it felt like a very 99 day to, for me today. Um, oh, because it was in Leo, though, the moon, um, I had a ton of energy uh, cleaning. Just, I was just uh, a little bit tired when I woke up, and then I got up, and I just kind of danced around a little bit listening to music, and watched outlander for a couple episodes um i wanted to heat up the house and then make my uh my lunch and all of a sudden i just got up and i just started sweeping really fast and furious with energy that i don't normally have i don't know if it's because i'm getting used to the 12 chakra thing or if we're just being bombarded by so much leo energy and i know we were bombarded by a lot of solar flare energy a lot of solar winds coming our way I just, I got on my YouTube list, I didn't listen to it yet, but I think it was Why Source Serious 24D was saying, hey, uh, Sarah O'Brien over there, she was saying um, that we're we're getting ready to have like a whole lot of solar flares. Aluna Ash did say that too, but sometimes her stuff is weird and I don't know if I should trust her information. Um, I don't want to have to wade through what's true, what's not. So I like to listen to people that's 100% true and I hope I'm wrong about her, right? Because I really like her a lot, though. But, um, so, yeah, uh, let's see where we're going to go from here. <laughs> um, the uh, Schumann Resonance in Italy today from DisclosureNews.it um, says, Today was almost calm. The light activity began just before midnight and lasted until 10, and the peaks were between... 10 and 15 hertz, so hardly anything, right, compared to what we have been seeing. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to Joy before I forget. 
um, Joy from Texas um, sent me a donation. Um, so thank you very much. I'm so grateful for your support. I love it when I get listener support because I feel like I'm actually helping and listening um, to you guys and while you're listening to me, you know, like you guys tell me what you need and you give me ideas and you uh, help me to shine brighter for you. <laughs> and maybe I help you to shine brighter for me because we're all like a mirror for each other. But um, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm grateful for all of the support that I get. It really, really, really helps. All right. So we're going to go now to Heart Math Institute. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, it is a Heart Math Institute, but the uh, website is called heartmath.com. Org, and I want to start with the Schumann Resonance News for California at midnight. They started off at 116 hertz frequency, and by 4 a.m. they were up to 124 hertz frequency. In Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> Saudi Arabia, uh, they started off at 94 hertz frequency at midnight. By 4 a.m., they were at 105. And in Lithuania, they started off, here's a master number, 177, 77 being a master number. So that's important for some people listening. Um, I'd say maybe like a third of you, actually, um, as my higher guidance is saying it right now. But 177 hertz frequency at midnight. And in Lithuania, they were up to 185 hertz frequency. Uh, Schumann Resonance Scale for Alberta, Canada started off at 40 hertz, which is like right at the very, just the, the smallest, weakest point of the fifth dimension, and then went down to zero in Alberta, Canada by 4 a.m. Now, not at all normal for Canada, so what are you going to be watching that? <laughs> See what happens there in the, in the coming days. Um, let's see, Northland, New Zealand started off at 72 hertz frequency at midnight and they were only up to 78 by 4 a.m. And last but not least, we have Hulului. I almost said Hofuf again. Oops. (laughs) Hulului, South Africa. They started off at 183 hertz frequency at midnight and went down to Oh, I mean, went up to 196 hertz frequency at 4 a.m. So, except for Alberta, Canada, it all looks like it's just, it's it's like a decent, it's not overly high. It's well into the fifth dimension. It's kind of a decent pace going steadily up. And then Alberta, Canada just took a nosedive from 40 to, to zero. So, pretty crazy stuff. Um I think time will, te- you know, time will tell and reveal all the things about what we need to know about this. Right now, we're just still kind of, we know it's there. We know it's changing. We know there's things fluctuating and <clears throat> strange in the atmosphere right now. And we don't really truly know what the Schumann frequency actually does, except upset us mentally, makes us more foggy. Anyway, um... Boy, this, this weed, man, my, my third eye is buzzing and, and I've got my crown chakra is so active. I feel like I'm wearing an electric halo 
And every time I move my head, I feel it like there's a hat on my head. <laughs> this, I mean, this energy is pretty incredible. This, like, I'm going to call this like, the, this is like weed from the electrical light orchestra. Cause that's what it's doing to my aura right now. <laughs> it's lighting it up like it's electricity. <clears throat> I'm like shaking. I don't know if you can tell I'm just shaking so much from the, the sheer amount of energy coming in right now. All right. Um, and of course, miracles.org, ACIM.org, um, by the Foundation of Inner Peace. We are on Lesson 107. I like to read from time to time little bits and clips from each lesson because it helps to raise my vibration, which in turn helps to raise your vibration. And we could all keep each other buoyed up <laughs> vibration wise and help us continue on our ascension journey. Um, easier and faster so anything that you turn your attention to that raises your vibration is definitely going to help you in a wide variety of ways and when you raise yourself up you lift others around you up as well and that's the big goal so I want to thank you guys for spreading the word because I am steadily climbing in numbers suddenly and I wanted to say thank you for sharing me to your Facebook groups and adding your um, comments, your five-star comments on iTunes and gain me on the charts, you know, in New Zealand and Australia and in the Netherlands and Sweden. I wanted to thank you guys in the Philippines in the past. I was on the list in the Philippines and Pakistan, which was pretty cool. So I, I just want to um, thank you guys from all over the world, all of you, and you're helping me and it gives me the impetus to help you back and it's just this amazing synergistic flow free flowy energy <laughs> and it's just this cosmic universal flow and I feel really um, inspired and humbled by it so I wanted to thank you guys anyway today we are in A Course in Miracles lesson 107 and this is what it is the basic thought for today is truth will correct all errors in my mind. Truth will correct all errors in my mind. What can correct illusions but the truth? And what are errors but illusions that remain unrecognized for what they are? Where truth has entered, errors disappear. Where truth has entered, errors disappear. They merely vanish, leaving not a trace by which to be remembered. They are gone because without belief, they have no life. And so they disappear to nothingness, returning whence they came. From dust to dust they come and go, for only truth remains. <laughs> hey, Kyle, did you hear the rhyming in that? <laughs> made me think of you. <laughs> I did a reading for Kyle. He's one of my listeners, and... <laughs> Halfway through his reading, I was I was channeling Prime Creator like I do in all of my uh, readings, and halfway through, Prime Creator started rhyming like just one sentence after another. It was just it was hilarious. I'm like, what is with the rhyming here? And it's like life is becoming a musical. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm not very musical, but I am trying to be very funny. <laughs> Back to the lesson. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine what a state of mind without illusions is? How, how would it feel? Try to remember when there was a time, perhaps a minute, maybe even less, 
when nothing came to interrupt your peace, when you were certain that you were loved and safe. Then try to picture what it would be like to have that moment be extended till the end of time and to eternity. Then let the sense of quiet that you felt be multiplied a hundred times and then be multiplied another hundred more. Oh, that's like so cool, right? I'm going to do that right now. I can take a deep breath and do that right now. <laughs> See if you can imagine and feel in your body just even one second of peace. <sighs> then imagine that it's there and you're holding, holding. Texas, hold him. <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. Keep holding that energy. <sighs> Try it a third time. I sound like the the wonderful whistling wind of the west. <laughs> why am I why am I whistling there? That was hilarious. Okay, hi 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 hi. <laughs> I knew not to do this, and I thought, well, one hit, one hit's gonna be fine. And and um, I thought, well, the person handed me. Um, I thought it was a bong and it was a hookah and holy hookah, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Hookahs are like the strongest bong. <laughs> They're like the original. <laughs> all, all bongs are merely copies. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, the end of lessons 107, this segment anyway. Truth will correct all errors in my mind. So I like that. It's it's really our mind that has the errors, right? Like truth is all around us and peace is all around us. And if we're connected with it, we're fine. And if we're not, we're just, we get a little bit lost in our own mind, you know? Although I was going to ask you guys, if you ever have days where the inside of your head is so much more interesting than anything going on in the outside of your head <laughs> in the outside of your world, you know, in the outer world, like my inner world sometimes is so interesting that I will just sit for like hours, like four or five hours and not talking, not really. I'm just like in my own mind thinking about possibilities of life and planning things out and imagining I'm living in my house, decorating my house, having the thrill of having money to buy furniture you know, like I, I, I'm like imagining, visualizing constantly my, my best life ever. And today I was thinking about traveling through Spain and Italy and France. And I was thinking about, um, you know, when I'm older, like around 53 or something, I'm going to go, maybe when I'm 54, I'm going to go over to, um, get my, uh, massage license from Thailand my Thai massage license, my certification. It's like a six month program. So I'm gonna have to travel there for like three months and then maybe take a month and travel somewhere else and then come back because you're not allowed more than 90 days at a time. But I was, I, I'm thinking about really doing it. I'm excited about uh, getting that uh, license and, and, and being in Thailand. 
I've got actually a friend that I met when I was in Lima and she was traveling from Thailand and she said, Oh, you probably don't know my city. Um, you've probably never heard of Chiang Mai. And I'm like, Chiang Mai is the city I'm going to be moving to and I'm going to live there for six months. And she's like, Oh my gosh, no way. She's like, well, it snows where we live. It's cold. It's up in the mountains. And I'm like, wow, I thought that Thailand was a hot tropical jungle type of land. And she said, parts of it are, but we're mostly, you know, we're up in the mountains. It's cold. It's cool in the summertime. And then it gets very cold. And that's where we have the llamas that have the tigers and they take the tigers in and they love them and they protect them. You know, they bring the tigers in from the, from the jungle and the hunters and poachers can't get them because there's they're protected in the um, sanctuary and she said she you could go on Saturdays and she goes once in a while and you have to bring um, um, offerings like food and money to feed the tigers as well as the monks because the monks they're vegetarian and they they don't eat much but they don't um, they're not allowed to beg or ask for food so people have to automatically know to give them food and they don't have any money at all. They live like, except for donations, they, they don't work. They don't generate money. They don't have like a gift shop, you know, <laughs> buy books and meditation CDs on the way out. They don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I've been to many churches that do that, but these guys don't. They're very humble and they, they prove to the world that it's okay um, to live 100% on the trust of the universe and God. Now that I'm saying that, I'm really humbled because it's a lesson I've been needing to uh, uh, really wrap my mind and head around, you know, the idea of being fully protected by the universe. And I've had doubts lately um, that I shed mostly, uh, you know, yesterday with that insane venting dream that I had that I told you guys about. But um, yeah, I'm like really at this point um, realizing that I really, really, really get to rely on God, like hundred percent at this moment. And I've relied on him so much. Like since I, in 2007, I, I took the mantle and I said, okay, that's it. You're directing my life. <laughs> I didn't do a, 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 you know, great job. I did an okay job, but not totally fantastic, great, wonderful, wild, wildly out of control, successful. I wasn't. And I feel like I'm finally on the right path because I gave my, whole everything to God in 2007 on April 2nd and I just said okay that's it direct my path um, let me hear your voice um, direct me in all ways and and in all things so that I may ser- serve you by serving humanity I don't recommend saying that uh, don't say those words seriously I don't recommend it <laughs> I got struck by lightning the day after I said those words knocked unconscious and basically died and went to heaven talked to God for a while about that and then I came back and had to finish making hot dogs for the kids <laughs> I was laying on the floor and my five year old's like saying to me what the hell are you doing on the floor get up and make me my dinner <laughs> I'm sorry I was just struck by lightning thanks for noticing <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even notice. I'm like, what the hell? It was like a total 
cosmic experience. Like I, <laughs> I fly eight feet across the room and no one notices. And then I die and go to heaven. And I talk to God for 20 minutes and I come back, I'm deaf and I'm blind for another 20 minutes because of lightning. <laughs> it went up through part of my brain. I think I have some memory issues from that. And it went down my arm, down my leg, crossed over to my other leg and out my second to last toe where I got a little hole on my, um, on my toenail. Two weeks later, it fell off. <laughs> the toenail, not the toe. <laughs> and it grew back. It grew back in about six weeks. I had a brand new toenail. <laughs> Thank God, because that would have been <laughs> really hard to paint. <laughs> oh, God, that really high. That was hilarious. Uh, if you guys could only see the imagery. <laughs> Can you imagine painting your toe without a toenail? <laughs> like, where does it end? <laughs> You'd end up painting your whole toe. <laughs> oh my God. I know that some of you are high with me. When you listen to this in the future, I feel your highness already. <laughs> it was pretty cool. All right. Well, as you know, I've been listening or watching Highland. I mean, not Highland, the Highlanders in the TV show Outlander. <laughs> I started getting interested in things like making honey mead and that ren Rhenish wine they keep talking about it's like a pinkish purple and I'm wondering if they didn't put some uh, some countryside heather in it or something why is it so purple so I want to do some research on that <laughs> I had a friend years ago who said she made um, mead in her house and I'm like oh I didn't know it's something you can make I thought it was something you have to like order directly from like Ireland or Scotland or something you know I don't know why I think you can't make things you know, because I'm like, I always want to be self-sufficient. And then I hear someone go, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this. It's like, oh, yeah, wait, that's pretty neat. I want to do that. <laughs> so today I was telling my son, I go, I want to buy land here. I want to have bees because we need a lot of beekeepers if, if you're like willing to do it. Just we need to keep the bees. We need to keep the bats, um, you know, keep them safe. And so I was like, oh, if I had bees, I could make honey mead. I'd have honey mead year round and I would make candles and that would be my heat. And uh, there's no, nothing better in the world than the scent of beeswax candles burning. It's just, it's, it, it fills your um, whole house, the scent of uh, warm honey. And it reminds me of um, anytime I was sick, I had to have buttered honey on it. That was like the thing that was a cure all. And honey actually is an antibiotic naturally. So, I don't know if my stepmom, I think my stepmom didn't really know that maybe, or she, she knew that it made you feel better somehow. And she said, Oh, it's just one of your grandma's recipes. This is her, one of her, um, her, uh, cures. And my grandma from, she was from Sweden, her family and Norwegian and Sweden, Swedish people are in Minnesota where I lived. And that's where she, you know, grew up on a farm and, my uncle lived on the farm till he was 86 years old and there was no running. There was not running water in the house. He had to go out and pump the water. And when we wanted to flush the toilet, we'd have to go pump the water and carry the bucket in and pour it in the back of the toilet. And when um, he uh, wanted to drink water, same thing. He had a special bucket for um, drinking water. He poured that into bottles, glass jars. 
and he had like jars of, it was so insane. He had like 10 jars of water on his counter. God, I hadn't thought about that in, I don't know, 40 years. <laughs> My uncle Clarence and God bless him. God rest his soul. He was one of the sweetest, kindest, most gentle and humble per- persons. And he was madly in love with his high school sweetheart and he wanted to marry her. And the day they graduated, he asked her to marry him and, and she said yes. And so they went to his father and told him we're going to get married. I think he had gone to her family and they said, yes, you know, may I have your daughter's hand in marriage? They said, yes, went to his father and his father said, no, I don't like her family and I don't like her. You're not going to marry her. And my uncle said, okay, and never married anyone else. He was alone in that house for the rest of his life. I don't, why, why would someone pick that for their life? You know, it was her or nothing. And he chose nothing happily because everyone else is just second best. I mean, that's like that one true love once in a lifetime love type of energy and feeling. But I always felt sad for Uncle Clarence. I did. He, after, when he was in his 70s, he got, uh, he got knee surgery and he could hardly walk and he hardly got out of bed. He got very discouraged. And we had to keep trying to encourage him, but my stepmom kept yelling at him and that made him even more discouraged. And then he just lost his mind and went downhill and then he, he died not you know, maybe 10 years later, but he wasn't the same, the same old guy that he was when I first met him. And, but I loved him. He was strange. He barely spoke. You could sit in a room with him for like eight hours and maybe six, seven words would tumble out of his mouth. (laughs) I think one might've been a burp, you know, it was like, he hardly ever said a word. It was, he was a man of little word, (laughs) as they say. So I don't know. Every now and again, I get these these uh, nostalgic and weird memories from Minnesota life. It was like moving to Mars because I grew up in Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean, when when I was a little kid, I went to school with with movie stars, and I was always surrounded by famous people. I mean, it was like you go to a mall on a weekend, you're going to run into someone who's famous. Um, you know, and and my thing was. I think because I was an animal trainer in heaven. If you haven't heard that wild, wild story, go back to um, I was an animal trainer in heaven episode. (laughs) You can even Google it. I'm sure you can find it in two seconds on Google. (laughs) But um, I was always running into famous animals. I, I met Rin Tin Tin. I met... I met him the same day I met Rodney Allen Rippey. Do you guys remember Rodney Allen Rippey? And Marty Allen, um, he was a comedian back in the day, and I met him. But um, I uh, I was on KTLA's, um, oh, uh, it was a marathon. It was Easter Seals or something. No, it wasn't Easter Seals. Yeah, it was. It was the Easter Seals telethon. I was on that. I, I danced. I was eight years old, and I danced in a Hawaiian skirt. Which I did mention, I think, in one other episode a couple months ago. But um, but that was the day that I met Rin Tin Tin. And I met all these famous people. And I came home and my grandma asked me, well, how was my day? She called me. 
you know, how, how'd your day go? You know, how were you? I saw you on TV. You danced. You're, you're great. And, and, um, at the end I hugged Marty Allen and handed $20 or $40 or something for the telethon. And so I got like double time on TV that I was supposed to, and it was like a big deal. And my grandma was like, Oh my God, I saw you on TV. It was like, so <laughs> it was just local. It was just LA, but you know, it was like a big deal when I was a kid, you know, but I was, I mean, all these people and I'm on TV and I'm all, I got to pet Rin Tin Tin. Oh my God. You know, like that was like the thing that, that, that mattered to me. And um, I pet Lassie and I pet, um, there was a famous lion named Frazier. There was a, a bear that was famous that was in the movies. I got to pet him. So I've, I've pet a lot of animals who were famous. And um, I had a dog that was almost um, in the Benji movies as a backup Benji. She was almost the same color. They, they took her, um, Frank, the um, animal trainer, um, he trained all the camels for a movie called Harumps, and he trained all of the Benjis. Um, he, was, he trained animals constantly, and he lived across the street from my uncle and my aunt. And anyway, I went, and I think I told this story too, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but some people are new. I have a lot more new people now. So, um, you guys probably haven't heard this story yet, (laughs) but, um, that was my thing. Like I was always attracting movie stars left and right. And then, you know, uh, movie star dogs (laughs) and I didn't, I never met Morris the cat, but my mom did. And my mom's, um, my mom used to work in the trophy company and Morris the cat won an award. Um, it was the best uh, TV commercial or best cat in a commercial. So literally the cat won an award. Uh, <laughs> and my mom was responsible for delivering the, the award. So I've had connections to movie star animals. So that was like my life was like, and then I moved to a place where there was like none of that. It was really crazy and wild. And it was like moving to the moon. <laughs> like suddenly everyone's speaking in, um, you know, the accents and then the Norwegian and the Swedish, every now and again, you hear people speaking in the old world languages. It wasn't too, too much, but for whatever reason, my, my stepmom knew a lot of super old people that came originally from the old world. <laughs> so I was, I kind of grew up around that. And then I grew up around them eating, um, really strange, like fish that had been soaked in lye and this bread called lefsa, which is made from potatoes and you put sugar and butter on it which is it's an incredible kind of bread it was really really good it was like potato flour so they dried the potatoes mashed them up and then made it like wheat bread but it was it was incredible but I've talked to people in from Sweden and they're like we have no idea what you're talking about that is not lefsa is not even a thing like so it must be just a Minnesota uh, Swedish thing so <laughs> But it was one of the greatest, you know, parts of Minnesota. Minnesota was a cool place, so I liked it. I won't say that's one of the, I mean, there's a lot of value to living and being in Minnesota. And I have a lot of friends there and, you know, still the people I went to high school with, obviously, you know, and I have a lot of happy memories. I have a lot of bad memories from my stepmother, but anything outside of that part of my life from there was really um, incredible. (laughs) really incredible memories so anyway when I come back guys I'm going to uh, channel the Andromedans 
my my friend Puata came to me last night. I think I went to his world one night for 20 years and married him. <laughs> and he came yesterday and he said, well, honey, do you want to come home again for a while? I'm like, yeah, I think I do, actually. So maybe tonight when I'm done <laughs> publishing the show, I will maybe astral travel to their world and live with them for a while. And then they'll bring me back by morning. <laughs> It's so crazy, but this has happened a couple times and it's really the world is high vibration. They're they're like in the higher say are you guys are you here? Are you in the fifth dimension, seventh? They're saying they're in the seventh dimension. I think I did mention that before. And so they're in a higher vibration. And so when your soul goes to a higher vibration like that while you're sleeping, if you astral project to a world that's in the seventh dimension, you can formulate a body and or they, I don't know if they do it for you. I don't know how that works, but um, I, I'm foggy on a lot of the details. But I, when I'm there, it's so real. And then I come here and then I have mem- memories, but then they slip and fade away in the coming days and weeks following the experience. And it's happened about three or four times. And um, the first time I went there, I lived there 20 years and I came back only five hours later, our time, because they could go through time and space because they're from a different dimension. I know it totally sounds crazy. (laughs) It was crazy when it happened to me. I was like, oh my gosh, that was some marvelous weed, baby. (laughs) But It was was really wild. Um, I did talk about that. I did an episode about when I first met the Andromedans. Um, So you have to look up Andromedans and you'll see it. It's the first episode I did on this. But um, in more recent months, they've been wanting me to channel them. So we're going to go ahead and do that tonight. The um, <laughs> They're just light and bright and sweet, sunshiny, amazing beings, like incredible. Um, they're just in, in, they have incredible energy and they're very loving and just precious, really precious people. They have like a very um, closely knit society where there's a lot of love. It's more um, like our hippie subculture type values, share and share like everybody loves each other. Um, They don't live in couples. They live in like throuples or quadruples, you know, like usually um, when people marry, they try to marry four people at a time. So if one person dies, there's three people left instead of like on our world where when two people marry, one person dies, the other person is left to deal through grief on their own. And, it, and they think that our method of doing things is terribly, terribly heartbreaking and cruel. They think that people should fall in love in fours. And um, I see the value in that, in that way of thinking. And they said sometimes the fours will be like a couple, like four people in love, in bed, making love, everything just like a married couple here, but it'd be just a married like quadruple <laughs> there. And sometimes what they do is they'll have, um, it just depends on the people. Everyone has a different uh, way of thinking and lifestyle. And so sometimes there'll be a couple and they will, um, be in their bedroom and then another couple will be in their bedroom, but it's in one house and they share all the household responsibilities and the meals and everything. And as a household, they make decisions together, but at night they make love just in couples like we do here. And every uh, couple and every um, relationship is, is different. 
And sometimes if one of the four dies, then there's left three. Sometimes they'll stay a three, you know, but then if one more dies and they, they get another couple, um, because they strongly believe that nobody should ever have to grieve alone. Um, and at the death of a spouse. And also it, it makes it easier to raise the children in a household when there's four parents and they all learn and share and grow, um, stronger with stronger bonds, but they, they have a higher vibrational world. They're not terribly, um, like they don't fight. They don't have a lot of opposition in their dimension. They're very, um, loving and very, very sweet. It's, it's a, it's a way different society (laughs) than what we're all used to. There's no mud slinging and hating on other people and lying and going behind people's back and cheating and backstabbing. And there's none of that, nothing like that. It's just beauty and harmony and joy, love, peace. They don't even really exchange money. They just exchange, um, goods and services and energy every it's like a big um bartering market so you want some eggs then you'll take this hat i made last week you know (laughs) or you know hey um i'm gonna give you two chickens if you give me that sweater you know (laughs) and they don't really eat animals there they they're allowed if they want but they don't really they just eat like um eggs or like fruit vegetables very simple diet, grains, bread, they make bread. So, um, I don't know. It's just, I've had some beautiful and strange dream memories from living there. And I feel like I really did live there. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like a hippie commune (laughs) on earth, you know, to go there. It's pretty neat. And everyone is very respectful. They don't have they have, um, you know, genders like we do, but they don't have gender roles and they don't put upon each other or push upon each other ideas based on gender. They're pretty gender, um, neutral as far as, you know, like the women don't have to do this kind of job and the men don't have that kind of a role. You know, expectations are as equal partnerships all across the board. Everyone is, is looked upon as, um, equal in the eyes of the, you know, the God or equal under the sun. So, um, that's pretty cool society. Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I get back, I'm going to channel the Andromedans and they want to be called the Andromedan five (laughs) because there's five of them. So I'm going to go ahead and call them the Andromeda five. And are you part of this? Yeah, he is part of this. This is, he was my gentleman caller the first time I went there for 20 years and nothing ever happened between us because I was married and I, I left and I was gone for 20 years and I came back five hours later and was in the bed with my husband and I, I didn't recognize him for a couple seconds. When I first got back, I was really in shock that that had just happened because <laughs> I literally felt like I was gone for 20 years and I didn't recognize my house, the forest, my family just for a few minutes though. And then after that, I, I started to remember. And then I then I was okay after a couple hours. <laughs> it was really a trip. I was like, whoa. That was, like, it really changed me a lot. So, clearly it changed me a lot forever because here I am. 
<laughs> many like you know 10 years later absolutely actually 20 years later I'm here now channeling them for you guys so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break and I'm gonna do that right after this message Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards, or I can channel your higher guidance, or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna, because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know, metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com, and we will explore your future together. Alright guys, I am connected to the Andromedan 5 and my spiritual team and my higher guidance and holy angel, holy guardian angel and my spirit guide. When I channel, I also connect to Archangel Michael so he can help me, um, help my body from being attacked or attached to while, um, while I'm in a state of trance, I guess, if you will. I am an indirect telepathic channel, but I do put myself into a light state of hypnosis so that I can pull the message in easier. I've already touched my forehead and said ki ah sha three times, which is a Pleiadian uh, phrase that helps you open your third eye in a hurry. And so if I get any visual messages, I will be able to see them much more clearly. I don't allow entities or beings to take over my body because, well, I'm just a Virgo like that, you know, trust issues. <laughs> I don't want to be possessed, you know. Even though I am connecting tonight to some very lovely, beautiful souls, I'm always worried about the, you know, piggyback souls that they try to jump in your body when you're 
least bit aware and <laughs> anyway that that idea terrifies me so I do telepathy and if I hear something that's not quite right or I think maybe it's just coming from me and not from them maybe I'm I disbelieve and think maybe I'm making that part up I will double check and muscle test and ask if that's the word or phrase or image that they meant to send me or if that was just coming from me or if I'm reading the energy of somebody nearby because sometimes that happens too so usually it is from them though and a lot of times they'll pluck out of my subconscious mind phrases or ideas or things that I've mentioned in the past week to make it fresh in your minds as well so they will use what I've been thinking about recently it seems to be easy for them to see what has been on my mind is probably in my outer aura or something but well that's all about uh, indirect channel that's the kind of channel I am and I guess we're gonna well now on with the show <laughs> so to speak All right, I am connected to the Andromedan 5, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. All right, guys, you may begin the transmission now. We are the Andromedan 5. We are happy to be here with you on the show and in your lives, uh, energetically speaking, as a form of support system for you on the upper realms of your vibratory awareness that is to say you're not always aware that we are there but we are there we are always trying to soothe over ruffled feathers as you navigate your way through the fifth dimensional transfer as it were we are grateful to be a part of this we feel as if you are our brothers in the spiritual way and we also believe in a higher power we are always coming to you in peace with love and joy in our hearts because that is who we are at the core. We do not know a world in which there is duality. We are not aware of a world. We do not, it's not that we're not aware of a world that has this, but we are not in our awareness of a world like this, to put it in a different way. We just simply have risen above that (laughs) so to speak in our world we have elections on our planet we have one presidential planet or one I mean I'm sorry guys I that's me Elena's fault Uh, one planet one presidential candidate for the planet and but that's not what they're trying to say they're saying like three or four things at once. Okay. They, they just like downloaded like a transmission. I have to unravel the message. Okay. So basically what they're saying, and this is me, Elena's words. They're saying that they have presidential elections and it's, it's happening right now in their timeline. And they have a couple people that are good people. And they always say nice things about the other candidate And they point out nice things about themselves as well as the other candidate. And the candidates, their debate, their form of debate is to weigh it out 
among themselves who was a better candidate and then the people decide who was the most humble <laughs> and the most sweet and the most loving and will be the greater uh, service to the Andromedan people and that is the person who ends up being the winner and they have been very um, very uh, filled with a lot more love and peace than usual because unlike our world where election time is very stressful and filled with mud slinging and and you know wrestling in the dirt metaphorically speaking um, people try to do literally smear campaigns and they're, they fight dirty it's like everything to do with dirt and dirtiness and negativity and yucky gunky junk energy and they are aware of our elections and they think it's very strange because in their world when the elections roll around it's a time of great joy great peace like a marvelous energy of brotherhood commitment and sharing with one another and they love each other so much more it's it's almost like they're showing me that it's like a christmas morning feeling is for us it's that time for them for many months for up to eight months they're saying nine months from the time the candidates put the information in that they want to run and serve their world then it takes nine months until the election so it's not like two years like here but there's no unraveling who's the nastier guy and vote for the good one it's more um, who is the humbler guy the gentler sweeter most loving guy who can lift the planet spiritually and lift the planet energetically in vibration that they can be more aligned with the one will and that's the man who becomes the president of their world and, the, and they feel very grateful that they get to go through the election time it's a time that they look forward to with great hope and a great sense of peace in their hearts then they have folk tales surrounding um, do you say spirits the good spirits of the ancestors will come to them at this time and sit with them and help to give them good positive energy to keep their minds clear so that they can vote the highest vibratory candidate. Wow, that's like so different. Oh man. God, can you imagine a world like that, guys? That's incredible. That's what they just downloaded me. Like they, they're not channeling word for word because they don't like the way it comes out. So they wanted to give that and they literally sent me a packet of information. I saw it like a, it looked like a booklet or a book inside of a, a folder. And I literally, it was like a turquoise color, and I like unfolded it, unpacked it, put all the paperwork in order, and then just, oh, I'm loving this 12th chakra thing. This is pretty cool. That was a lot more information than I expected to get on that topic. So that's incredible. All right, guys. Um, now, what else? Now, what's the next thing you want to talk about? We are in our harvest time now. And we have festivals on our world, much like you do in your world with free music and in the park 
a lot of your places on your planet have that. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. I've had a sore throat for all day long. Took some zinc. I'm feeling better. But (coughs) sorry about the coughing. All right. So um, we have uh, vegetable festivals like you have pumpkin festivals and corn festivals. We have our own forms of vegetables. And... Our harvest festivals are centered on different vegetable-related activities. We make art as well as you do. We have what would be the equivalent of gourds, and we have gourd art contests, and we have our um, our fruits that come at this time of year and our wines that are ready by this time of year. We make um, a high-vibrational uh, wine with um, a crystal in it, and this is um, very sacred. We put a lot of magical intention, a lot of what you would call magical, we call just, it's just our way. You know, we don't call it magic. We don't separate ourselves like into people that believe in people that don't believe. We just all believe because we know about higher vibrational energy. And for us, it's more of a science than magic. So we put it into our wines and we put it into the crystals that go into our wines and when we give these as gifts and we put them in baskets and we carry them to each other's houses and we commune with each other on an energetic level especially when we share a bottle of wine there's a spirit in the wine just like in your world and we share the spirit of the wine who comes to us and also they're very high vibrational because we grow our crops with high vibrational energy as well we have people that sit 100% of the time they take shifts they rotate out but they sit and give positive um, energy and good luck and positive vibrations to the plants of all of our crops and that's why our crops are all high vibrational we grid our vegetables with um, crystals and we burn um, little bits of what you would call incense and we have our own plants that are like that they're uh, we call them spicy incense plants or spice incense but it's just um, like a bag of loose leaf herbs that are all together very aromatic and pungent but they're um, meant to ward off any negativity or doubts which is very rare on our world because we're very very good at energy management and this was not always our way but this became our path gradually over tens of thousands of years developing our societies so we are we are able to connect with each other very easily um all the people on our on our world are empaths we don't have the counterpart um and opposite we don't have the narcissist style uh people like what you have in your world to create that opposition where you grow through opposition we grow through cooperation we have a different way of being in the universe than your people do and that's just our way so when we are raised from uh, babies we have our crystals are gridded on our crib we are um, put through several ceremonies 
and taught how to create the ceremonies in our homes. And we have house ceremonies in which we manage the energy in our houses. And we have ways, we have energetic vibrational detectors. And if our energetic levels fall below what we wish to have in our home, then we know it's time to do a an energetic cleaning, a vibratory healing on um, our house. Sometimes it's our land, sometimes it's other things. And a lot of times when we have a lower vibrational energy come through, it's meant for a test for our people. But we know that it comes from the grand cosmic sun, the central cosmic sun. And this is just a way to get us to understand ourselves better as we reject the energy collectively but we also heal that energy so that it does not go anywhere else so this is part of our service to not only andromedan life and people but to all the people in the universe we do not we'll take in negative energy as empaths as a collective group of empaths and we will transform and transmute the energy and create a more beautiful energy Sometimes we neutralize it. Sometimes we increase the vibration of it and put, and then we put that back out into the world. And we find that this has been very helpful and had a greater impact on our neighboring planets that are inhabited as well. Uh, there was one planet that had had war and now it has been um, 60 years in which they have not had a war on their world. And we have been um, beaming over our positive vibration and our higher vibratory energy so that they can feel a lot more relief in the power of love because we think and we have deemed that love is the most important thing in the universe and we are so grateful to be able to tell you this with absolute certainty we are scientists of the love vibration we focus on this as our main source and flow of light and energy we can create our own heat we can create our own light we can create our own vibratory energetic field around our homes with the love of God that's all we use we don't have the primitive gadgets and um, systems that you have in your world and we are aware that you call your systems modern but when you compare it to seventh dimensional technology there is no comparison and we do not wish to um, make you feel bad about yourselves about your electrical systems and your ways of living because you are growing in understanding of quantum energies and we see quantum computers and what you have called replicators ways of creating food with machines that manipulate the um, atoms and molecules around you we see that this is right now developing in your world and teleportation where you can dismantle material matter and have it reassembled in another part of the um, planet field of existence where you are as you reach and hit into more the fifth dimensional world this will become more of a solid reality for you it will feel a lot more real than these what seem like what you would say are pipe dreams 
at this time. A lot of you don't believe it. You think these are some fancy experiments of scientists and laboratories that may never succeed because they are based on ideas of a man called Gene Roddenberry, which is the man who is responsible for your TV show, Star Trek. And we are aware of him. We love him very much. He is one of our own. He actually did live for a great deal of time in our world. Oh, while he was alive. They're saying, yes, while he was alive, just like I did, he was brought to our world and shown technology because that was what his focus was. He had a great deal of interest in engineering, and he was able to create his program and show you our ideas in a creative way through his show. Now, we believe that he was not consciously aware that he had come to our world and had lived with us for a very long time. He was with us almost 26 years, but for his time, he was only gone about 20. I mean, I'm sorry, they're saying six. He was here for 26 years in our time, but in his time, he was only gone for about six hours because we are from the higher dimension and we are able to transport you not only to where we got you from, but also um, time-wise, we could go back in time on your world. We have figured out a technology uh, way to do that so that you can travel long distances and you can be with us and then come back and people will not miss you, but we will never take you or abduct you against your will. That is not our policy. We will come and talk to you and, and say, this is what we are offering you. Are you interested? We are the Andromedans. And then you will say yes or no. And we won't take you anyway. If you say no, we will always honor and respect your wishes. We do pick people who tend to be mystical travelers and have traveled around the universe already and have visited many worlds in many different lifetimes. And as you become more and more aware of this as a <laughs> soul lifestyle for you, you will understand that um, it's easy to move to different worlds, you know, and move around the galaxy and the universe and inhabiting other planets for a few hours here and a few hours there of Earth time. Um, if you've already been a mystical traveler again, that makes it easier. So if you are an earthling and you've always been earthbound and you've never left the earth and you are not a starseed, you don't have origins in another, your soul does not have origins in another system, then um, these concepts are going to feel very strange and scary and foreign to you. And if they do, don't worry, we're not coming for you. We are not trying to come and get you or, you know, we're, we're not um, trying to get, you know, it's not a tourist agency. We're not trying to get many, many, many many of you we're just trying to get a few key people that will be willing to come forth and discuss what life on our planet is like because we are hoping that we can be of service to your world and humanity by serving as a kinder peaceful guide as to ways of living maybe you can adopt attitudes like us or you can adopt some of our ways or have some of our our ideas and if we offer everything up to you and something will serve you, please, by all means, you have our permission to take our idea and utilize this on your world for the betterment of your people and all of humanity. We are here to love and share because we do care. 
we are um, a whole race of beings whose sole purpose and function is to love everybody including everybody in other worlds other dimensions and ourselves so this is like our greatest message that we can give to you today is that love is really the only answer for every single thing that you can bring into your life so what else do you guys wish to talk about anything else um, regarding your world they're saying no muscle testing says no <clears throat> do you wish to talk about anything regarding our world are you saying the word fortnight yes they are saying fortnight that's so weird they're saying yes for a fortnight you know that means 14 days right two weeks for Fortnite, we will be helping other uh, alien races to beam a turquoise ray of light your way. It will feel like a sheet being tucked in around you and surrounding you with the greatest peace and tranquility energy that you can muster. And you're going to need this energy because the solar flares that are coming your way are going to be very strong. And very powerful they will change you in ways that you right now cannot begin to imagine but rest assured we know that they're coming and they are going to be very positive changes very healthy and good changes energetically speaking for you pretty soon you are going to be able to automatically lose toxins out of your system at will you will be able to lose weight at will, same same thing. You will be able to quell diseases at your will by your word, it will be done. You are in the process of developing some higher and greater technology that we believe might have come from the spirit of Nikola Tesla. We have studied him, we know he is from Venus and came to your world and he his he wasn't ready but his energy his spirit has he been reincarnated we do not know at this time see because I know someone who says he's his reincarnation but um and go ahead go ahead well we see that his spirit has been diligently sending for ever since he died many many information informational packets of um, light so the right ones who will connect with the vibrational energy of that will bring that right into their consciousness if this is you now that you know that it's there and you're hearing this message then you will know what to do you can ask your higher guidance if you have forgotten how to unravel packets of energy and information that come to your outer mental body it's almost like a male. <laughs> it's like a male system. It's almost like a cosmic mailman. <laughs> and so they, they, um, this is what you do. Like if you are in a past life and you have information you haven't imparted yet to humanity, you can't put and press that on the formless substance. And then when you are born again into this world in the cycle of, of death, and birth and death and rebirth you will be able to 
pick up on the information that you left in the outer atmosphere because it will be connected to your mental body the moment you have an awareness that something might exist, an idea that you wanted to pluck out of the air, as it were. We love this idea. We find it extremely fascinating that you can do this in your world from the seventh dimension down to the third dimension because as you know your heaven is in seventh dimension that is why you call it the seventh heaven and that's why seven is always associated with heaven it is a gentle reminder that your true home if you are an earthling is in the seventh dimension which is just two dimensions above where most of you grew up <laughs> new children will be born in your world that are born into the fifth dimension their lives will be considerably easier and they will be much more nebulous as far as their emotional energy and um, their free flow of ideas come from it's not going to be what considered in the past um, was called uh, being anchored or being down to earth or being practical no these babies are going to be a lot more nebulous in their ideas and in their their ability to function and yet it's going to bring a great deal of change in your world and in one or two generations there's going to be so much healing energy and light we see that your world is going to be a very strong beacon of emerald green and blue ray light and indeed your world already is blue and green that was always its destiny to be in the higher octaves of these colors which are very powerful and there are a lot of issues in your world that we've noticed that truly is about speaking your voice and being who you are and being heard and standing up and being counted and that is the energy of the green and the blue on your world your um, green is that high heart chakra energy that emerald green that just seems to be a soothing balm to your soul when you see pictures or sweeping pictures of it <clears throat> we have noticed your energy as you relax in front of your um, screens at night and we see that you have watched these programs that have been pre-recorded and many times they will have dramatic themes that are pointing out the greater bits of humanity and some of the greater dilemmas that you have had to face. We consider these to be um, fake history lessons because we are aware that the characters might not always be correct or real, but we see this. We see what you're watching and it excites us to the core that there's so many messages and seeds of light planted by many different ET races right now in your music, in your videos, in your movies and your TV shows we see that so much is being implanted that will increase your vibration some of these words are just words that once you read them out loud uh, these words are coming to you and, and they're just they'll seem like nonsense words like um, you have a word in your in your world abracadabra and there'll be words like that they'll start to come into your um, field of awareness soon and when this happens when you say these words you're going to automatically know that you are in a higher vibrational state you're in a higher awareness 
uh, okay, this is me, Elena. Can, can you guys tell me what your, um, what an example of one of these words might be and what it will do for us? Yes. Um, uh, are you saying kamas? Kama? Kama? Kamahana? Kamahada? Kamahada? Like with a ha? No, okay, that sounds too Jewish, right? <laughs> like Hebrew. <laughs> and it's not a Hebrew language. Obviously, it's from uh, the Andromedans. So, Kamahada? Kamahada? Kamada? Kamahada? 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 Okay, so there's a word Kamahada. Is it like a chant? They're saying yes. What does this do? This brings about marriage. <laughs> it aligns your vibration with the vibration of marriage. So if you're looking for your one true love, this will attract a very high quality being for you. They're suggesting I try this now. Kamahata. Okay, so do I have to touch any part? They said, yes, you have to touch the center of your chest, your heart. Okay. How many times do you say it? Three times? Yes. Okay. Kamahada. 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 And then they say, let go of your chest. You're going to feel a gentle warmth vibration. And I'm feeling it now. That that washes over you like warm honey, they say. They like that imagery, so they wanted to use it from my mind, from my subconscious mind. They say, watch as it flows over your gut and your gut. um, It feels like it should mistrust and distrust everybody. That mistrust, distrust energy will go away. But this will lift your vibration up so much that you'll only attract high quality people. And this is me, Elena, saying, don't forget to know your boundaries though because if they bust your boundaries then you you didn't you need to do the kamahada again so strange it's almost like an arabic word mixed with jewish i mean um hebrew sorry i keep getting those mixed up while i'm in this deep deep trance so um they say yeah a lot of the sounds in the universe sound like other sounds in the universe but they have very very different meanings we assure you so don't ever hear one language from or a light language and think you understand what's being said because sometimes the energy of the thing is much different than the sounds that they convey. And sometimes the sounds that they convey can mean many things in many different worlds. When you receive transmissions and light language, just take everything as an energetic form versus from a linguistic analytical format. The energy of it is much more important um, to the higher beings um, living in higher realms. Okay, they're saying now, we wish to always be a part of your spiritual evolution and growth. We are grateful that you are listening to us. We are the Andromedan Five, and we are so grateful to have had the privilege and ability to come and talk to you tonight. We give you our utmost love and appreciation. They're bowing to each and every one of you who are listening. 
they say we can feel who you are in the future because we in our world are masters of time and in time we will come and be your spirit guides and teachers in this arena and we will teach you how to travel forward and backwards in time as well as hop to your next highest next best timeline so you may call upon us at any time we are like big brothers and sisters helping you spiritually guide yourselves through this your creative and ascension process where you become co-creators with the divine and you are unique and you have put everybody in all of the worlds and universes around you all of the galaxies are rejoicing at your triumph that we are watching um, through many different eyes and hearts and minds on your world who show us what's happening we are so grateful to have a glimpse into the windows of your souls at this time and we know that the ascension for humanity is inevitable you have already reached a crucial point so those that are asleep are waking up rapidly and we're grateful to see and witness this for us it's this is the most exciting thing that could ever have happened so we wanted to wish you love and peace and joy and offer our friendship our brotherhood and you may come to our world anytime merge with our souls we will show you what life is like in a world filled with nothing but love and that might be a nice comparison and contrast for your own world and when you go back to your own world you will be able to influence those around you with our high vibrational energy and hopefully you can help to be a saver of humanity you might not wear a cape but we know who the superheroes are we know the people who have come to live with us and we we are grateful for all of you we um, we do have to go we're being called back to our home world now but call upon us anytime again we are the Andromedans in our little group speaking today we have decided to call ourselves the Andromedan five we thought it sounded cool <laughs> so that's it for now we are bowing our heads in prayer and reverence for you and we bow at the waist and we say one of your earth words namaste they say good luck with your transformation and we will come back with a new transmission as soon as we have more information that you will be ready to take in and digest on multiple levels okay they're saying goodbye bye guys i'd like to be disconnected from the andromedan five right now thank you so much all right guys well there you have it i don't have a whole lot to add to it um i think it's a little bit shorter show today but that's okay i love you uh all i'm glad we're on the ascension journey together thank you each and every one of you who have supported me by um telling others about the show and who have sent in donations it's always very 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 much appreciated I'm really grateful for all of it. I'm just glad we're all together on this amazing, one-of-a-kind-in-the-universe journey together. 
I do want to remind you, (laughs) still, I'm looking to hear your ghost stories so I can have a very special Halloween night set up for you guys in metaphysical ghost speak. I'm also going to do, um, I will do a Sam Hain special and a special for, um, day of the dead in November and then coming up in December, I want to have a special, um, series of Christmas related stories, miracles, Santa Claus. Have you ever seen the reindeer streaking across the sky? Have you ever had any experience at all with the spirit of Père Noel, otherwise known as St. Nicholas or Santa Claus? I want to hear these stories. I want to have an amazing um, set of shows lined up for you guys. So I need the stories now so I can start editing them and figuring out my schedule for these months. Anyway, um, (laughs) that's all I got to say about that, guys. I love, love, love you. Thank you so much for being a part of my crazy Hayoka shaman wisdom, (laughs) my, my crazy wisdom and being a part of my world and soaking up the light codes and the downloads and (laughs) being brave enough to grab onto the upgrades that I bring through my voice when, especially when I transmit higher energy beings like the Andromedan five, um, you know, you're being transformed as much as I am by the experience. So, and on very deep physical levels, as well as well, spiritual, mental, emotional levels as well. Anyway, that's it guys. That's all I got to say about that. I am tired. I am high and now I'm ready to fly. (laughs) So I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.